Today I have an announcement and I have to ring the freedom bell on this one because I don't want you to miss out. For the first time ever, we are slashing prices, specifically when it comes to our in-person retreat coming up April 20th of 2023 for Rest and Rebuild. We at Revelation Wellness are a nonprofit for people. And part of you being the best, most fullest expression of who God made you to be requires you to be known and loved and to work out some of these things that have come against you. You need a safe community for that and you need a brave community for that. Come away. Space is limited. Swipe up on the show notes and, and get yourself registered. I promise you, you will leave known and you need to be known now more than ever. It is a biblical mandate to meet together in community with other people. Meeting together face to face, not just Zoom screen to Zoom screen is vital to our health and well-being and our spiritual welfare. Enjoy today's podcast. And again, thank you donors. You truly do make all of this possible. We will talk again soon. And I hope I see you face to face April 20th at Rest and Rebuild Retreat. Peace. Hey there, Revelation Wellness community. Today we have a brand new Revving the Word episode for you, coached by our host, Elisa Keaton. And as we enter into this season of Advent, Elisa will get our bodies and our hearts moving with an interval workout to a good word you can come back to all throughout the season. Elisa is going to help our hearts make space for the one this season is all about. And friends, this is a message we all need to hear. So listen in as Elisa shares four words that will shift your heart this Advent season. And as always, thank you for being here, friends. It means so much to us here at Revelation Wellness that we have the opportunity to connect with you in all of the places. And would you do us a favor and leave us a review? It helps us spread the good news of Jesus by connecting others with this podcast and the Revelation Wellness Ministry. We hope you enjoy today's episode, and we will see you soon in all of the places. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. Ah, take a deep breath. Inhale. Expand your belly and lungs and exhale. Come on, make it audible. Be here, be right here, and be right now in this moment. Because guess what? God is with you right now. So I'm Elisa Keaton, and welcome to another day of Revving the Word, where we move our bodies however you choose to move. Most likely, you are not sitting on the couch listening to this. <laughs> I have heard of people sitting on subways and listening to this. It's, I'm part of their commute. I'm good with that. You know why? Because you're moving. You're moving on your way to work or school. You're on the move. Because everything with a brain moves, everyone. 
everything God created that has a brain is made to move. And even if it's just your lungs moving up and expanding and down, collapsing, you're breathing. Breathing requires movement. So that's why we start with a big breath. Take that big breath. When you breathe, you are connecting to the very life force of God. He breathed Adam into existence, and he has breathed you into life. Gave you the right in your mother's womb to that first heartbeat. Because you are not an accident. You are here on purpose to know God, to walk with Him, and to live life to the fullest as who you were created to be. Not who the world says, but who God says you are. So if you're hearing this live, as it's been released, we are in the Advent season. The time from December 1st till the 25th, where we celebrate that we have a Savior, Emmanuel, God with us. It was always His intention to be with us in the beginning. God was with Adam and Eve and in their sin, and they were tricked. They were tricked, which deceived flowed into sin that separated us from God. But Jesus, God in a bod, comes and makes a way for us. So we are preparing our hearts for his coming. So I want to say this to you today. Five words. Actually four. Make room for God. Today, that is our hope. We're going to make room for God. Who wants more of God in you, with you, on you, moving through you? <laughs> All the hands go up. Come on, y'all. What else is there to want? Everything else you could want is less than. When you get God, you get everything you need. Then everything else is added as needed, when needed, or taken away as needed, when needed. He is fully invested in your health. Your health meaning you can move through this world following him without being weighed down by the cares and the troubles of this world. So every year around this time, we sing a song, joy to the world, right? Joy, this is a joyful season. The lights, the music, the families, the gathering, even if your family's dysfunctional, you can count on the holidays to come around every year and make you grateful. And guess what, friends? Even those people that get under your skin 
one day they will be gone. And if you love them, even in their messy, I promise you this, you will miss them. You will wish <laughs> you had one more annoying moment with them because love endures. So we need to make room for God. Joy to the world. Let every heart prepare him room. We are going to prepare him room today. We are gonna make a room for God. Make room for him in us by making a room for God. You know what this means? We're gonna become good hosts. Let's be good hosts as we host God in our bod, because it's where he chose to be. God wants to be in you, with you, and on you, all around you, encompassing you. No place you are does he not want to be. So I read our scripture now. So Father, open our eyes to receive your word. Holy Spirit, teach us. So these are not just words. We need an impartation of your Holy Spirit here. So we become the word. In Jesus' name, amen. John 1, starting at verse 32, it says, And John, John the Baptist, bore witness. I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Say that, everyone. Thanks. Thank you, God. You did not leave us as orphans. Thank you for your word. Okay, let me drop you in your bod for a second. On a scale of one to 10, one is laying in bed, eyes open, 10 is all out. I am going to pass out effort. <laughs> We're not gonna do a 10 today. But anything over a five is revving the word. It means you are moving on purpose. Let's move towards a seven out of seven, you, you can close your mouth and take maybe two, three breaths. But then it just feels more comfortable to also breathe through your mouth. But breathe through your nose for a bit. Okay? Then once you find your seven, it's pretty comfortable. I want you to push just a little more into what feels not as fun or not as comfortable, but you can do it. 
And I want you to hold that for the next minute and 45 seconds. So your best effort that's sustainable without hurting yourself. <laughs> you gotta figure this out. You know what this is called? Interoception. You're learning what your body feels like at an eight. Not anyone else's, yours. And honestly, this is why heart rates can be deceiving. Because what feels like an eight today might give you a heart rate that's higher than it was yesterday or lower. So just go with how you feel. Don't forfeit your agency to numbers. Don't do that. That leads to law. Be a good host. And a good host is curious about what the guest wants to do. What are their favorite foods? Come on, I want you to get this picture. Of hosting heaven in you means you gotta be a good host. Come on, be an eight. Think lightly. Think light feet. Think upward lifting energy, Holy Spirit, picking up your feet as you put them down. Be a good host. So here's what we see in the scripture. Stay in eight, stay in eight until it ends. Good, pull back. John the Baptist, <laughs> out in the wilderness, pull back and be a six or a seven, whatever feels good, just breathe. You can now close your mouth and breathe in a minute or so. Not straining for air. Good job. So John is called to prepare the way, literally. Before Jesus come, the prophet John, and a prophet is just someone who proclaims the truth of God. John is saying, come and be baptized for the forgiveness of sins. Be cleansed, be ready, he's coming, he's coming. One whose shoes, I'm unworthy to tie. He's coming. I say that to you right now, guys. Come on. Come on. We gotta wake up from this slumber we have in our comforts of modern living. Well, here comes Christmas again. I got bills to pay. I gotta buy the gifts. Oh, I hope Grandma likes the gift I got her. Come on. Up. Head up. Lift up. Get up. Think higher. God broke through earth to come to us, to be with us, to show us a way to be who he created us to be, sons and daughters of God. We needed to see a son, the son of God, so I could see myself. So John, people are coming to him and saying, well, who are you? What are you doing? And basically John's saying, listen, I'm not the one. But let me tell you about the one who is. He's the one where the spirit descended from him like a dove. 
and it remained on him. Jesus, which is so crazy that Jesus was baptized by John. He didn't need to be baptized. He didn't do that for himself. He's always been with the Holy Spirit and the Father. <laughs> He's so intercommunal with them. He's intertwined with them. He didn't need to do it for himself. He did it for us. We have a God who goes first. He shows us the way. He doesn't just talk about the way. He shows us God in a bod. And when Jesus was baptized to show us first step, literally you guys, first step to following God, be baptized. And baptize is the outward expression of this inner sanctuary of your heart. I cleanse myself Whew. from my old life. What's old is old, the new is here. Wash it off. Come on, some of you need to find the closest body of water. It might be too cold though. Or even today when you shower, be cleansed. Come on, be cleansed. And then John says, and I saw this one, the spirit descended from heaven like a dove. And this is key. It remained on him. It remained on him. It didn't visit him. It didn't leave a little note, carrier pigeon, and then fly away. It remained on him. Y'all, you wanna give me a Christmas present this year? Would you pray this for me? <laughs> this is what I want more than anything. I wanna be with him all the time. <laughs> And it's a practice, friends. It's not a prayer said, it is a practice in motion to remain with him. Because remember, God, Jesus, when he wears a body, puts on a body, he feels all our aches and pains. He was just as tempted to be drawn away into temptation, but he remained. That's for us. If we are gonna host the presence of God, <laughs> we gotta make a room for him. We have to be a good host. Stay the night, Jesus. Stay another night. No, stay forever. Remain in me. And notice there's a difference. The Holy Spirit is not just in us when we believe Christ, but on us when we believe God. Push back up towards an eight. I want you to, I want you to want this. If you want this, invite the Holy Spirit now, not just to be in you, to animate you, but on you. Makes you courageous. It's like body armor. You're not gonna stop. If God's going, I'm going. Take your best shot, enemies. I am clothed in the Holy Spirit. It's in me and it's on me. Jesus 
had the Holy Spirit in him and it remained on him. If we want others to receive the Holy Spirit that we have, then we have to have the Holy Spirit remaining on us. This is so different, you guys. You can say you believe in God and the Holy Spirit comes in. The minute you confess your faith in Jesus Christ, that you need a savior, boom, help shows up. Holy Spirit. He moves in, takes over the neighborhood. He's in you. But if we want other people to catch what we've caught, to be set free, then we need the Holy Spirit on us, not just in us. So it is possible to have the Holy Spirit and not host the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants outside the cage of your body. It wants to rest on your shoulder all day long. Because if this Holy Spirit is on us and not just in us, people will see it all the time. I believe this is why Paul could walk by people that were crippled and lame and they would get healed because the Holy Spirit was on him. And you know what I love? Jesus tells us, tells his disciples, greater things than these will you do, right? Because they all want what Jesus has. He's like, listen, stay close. I'm gonna go away. When I come back, you're gonna receive the Holy Spirit in you and on you. This is like why fire, what comes in us like a dove, comes upon us like fire and it remains on us but we have to host we have to be a good host so that the holy spirit doesn't just sleep inside with us but every day goes hey let's go out if i let me rephrase this pull back if i was to host company from out of town now some of you that makes you very anxious <laughs> you're like I don't know what to do I don't know if my furniture is good enough but look, all that stuff guess what it is God doesn't care about any of that man looks at the outside the furniture God's looking at your heart can I come on in there it looks like a great place to rest my head but if I'm hosting it isn't just preparing a bed for the person and making sure they have a nice hot shower and a meal. I also want to know, what do you want to do? What do you want to see? If you've never been to my home before, or my town or my state, right? People don't go on vacations to sleep in hotel rooms. They go on vacations to see the people, the culture, to immerse themselves in it. And that is what the Holy Spirit wants, second to being with you. Once it's with you, it wants to go with you. Show me around. 
put me on and let's go out into the world. Come on. So as a host, we need to know what the Holy Spirit wants to do, not just what it likes to eat. By the way, what he likes to eat is the Word of God. You want to starve your host or starve your guest? You want to be a, you basically turn your guest into a prisoner? Don't feed them. Lock them in a room and don't feed them. It's not what God's going for. He's your friend. He's your father. He's family. Host him. So feed him the word of God. The Holy Spirit loves to sit down and eat the word of God with you. That's its food. Uh-huh. It's also the drink. Nourishment. Remembering that the blood has been poured out for you. It's good drink. It's like you're sitting at the breakfast table with the Holy Spirit, getting ready for the day, eating, some drinking, and this is what happens. Once that Holy Spirit is fed in you, it's time to go out. And the Holy Spirit rests on you to go out into the world and to do what he wants to do. Y'all, I think we are very good keepers. We like to just keep God in a room of our heart, just kind of, you know, we throw some food in there once in a while, but he never gets out of the house. <laughs> he wants to get out of the house. Being a good host, preparing his room, doesn't mean lock him in the room. It means, prepare a room and then make room make a way for God to get out into the world it's our last working song together coming up here you get to choose what you want to do but I'm gonna have little moments where I'll ask you to push for 20 seconds at a time not back to back. Just be ready. <clears throat> Come on, be a good host of me. Host me. Come on. Some of you are going to go, oh, I don't want to do that. Come on. Come on. Be a good host. I'll be a good host. I'm being a good host by considering you. I'm not going to make a mess in your bathroom and leave it that way. I'll be a good guest or host. We're both to God. We are guests in his house. So don't make a mess. But don't be afraid to make a mess. <laughs> like know that he'll clean it up. Just don't be belligerent. But also be a good host. Host him. What do you want to do today? So, if I want to focus on what the Holy Spirit likes to do as we go out into the day. First of all, this is really important. We have to encounter other people. If you want to be a good host, 
of the Holy Spirit, where he has a room in you and he's on you. You gotta get out with other people. You have to. And I love, I'm grateful for Zoom, but it's not the same. Accelerate, go. 20 seconds, come on, go. Now it's funny, this song is saying there is no striving. You're right, don't strive for this. Let the Holy Spirit take you by the hand and as a good host, follow. He wants to have some fun. Come on, it's always, it's always fun. It's always fun, say that. <laughs> Pull back. Come on. So as a host, you need to know what the Holy Spirit likes to do. Not just what he likes to eat. You're gonna go out in the day. First thing you're gonna know, the Holy Spirit loves to do peace. Peace. Notice, John says, I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove. Like a dove. It wasn't a dove. It just came down in the form and the image like representation, the figment of a dove. And it remained on him. It remained on him. Peace. Doves are symbols of peace. When Noah was coming through the flood, was wondering, is there ever gonna be dry land? Will we ever start again? Everything's wasted, God. He's told us, release a dove. And he did, day after day. And once the dove returned with a green branch in its mouth, Noah knew there's land. We made it. There's another side to this. We've made it to the other side. Peace, peace. Peace is not the absence of conflict. It's the presence of reconciliation. It's the presence of, oh, we're gonna make it through this. Yeah, we're gonna make it through, but we're gonna come out the other side and we're gonna hold our peace. The Holy Spirit loves peace. Come on, that's what it likes to do. How can I walk into a chaotic moment of the day and bring peace? Accelerate, go, push. I hope your feet feel free and happy. If they don't feel happy, stop it. It should feel like, I don't know, something's compelling me to do this. I release peace over you. Pull back. Doves are symbols of peace. The Holy Spirit loves peace. Listen though, this is important. This is important, listen up. Peace will not be what the Holy Spirit can do unless it's something 
You are. You have received. We have got to have peace in us to have peace remain on us. This is huge, guys. We can't just say we want peace and then not practice peace. We have to practice peace. How do you do that? What is your practice of peace in your life? Do you have a practice of silence? Come on, peace. When I say the word peace, Holy Spirit, what comes to mind for each of us? What would it look like for each of us to practice peace in our lives? Holy Spirit, show us. There's no striving in your love. Freely you have given to us. Freely you have given to us. Yeah. Some of you got the picture of you living without fear. <laughs> yeah, because if there's fear in us, we won't have peace. Fear is the antithesis of faith. It's in direct opposition to love. Perfect love drives out fear. Practice that. Listen, I can't draw the plan for each of you. What I fear is you all just come here and you hear a good message and this turns into more noise like another Sunday podcast sermon or another good Zoom sermon. Stop it. <laughs> Don't do that. Do something with this, friends. I'm telling you, implement a practice of peace. And maybe it's, I love this, one of my favorite ones. Go to the bathroom, the restroom, without your phone. <laughs> Just sit there in peace and breathe. Come on. You will not be a person of peace who holds peace unless you have a practice. Jesus had this practice while he had a body that was clamoring around with aches and pains and hunger. Can you imagine? He's never been hungry his whole life. And he comes to earth, takes on all of our sufferings. But he knew his peace was found with the Father. So he would often be found in a solitude place with his Father. Man, he was gathering up all the peace for the day, getting his word from God, feeding the Holy Spirit, and then getting it on him to go and do what the Father's doing with peace. Because Jesus had peace, he didn't lash out when people were rude to him. Straight up rude, guys. And he could just slink away, take no offense. So, peace. And peace doesn't require silence to be itself, but it prefers it to find itself. <laughs> Jesus would draw away from those noisy crowds. So where are your quiet places in your day? And it can't be when you go to sleep. 
<laughs> the second, and I said it before, love has a good host of the Holy Spirit. What it wants to do each day is love. It's here for love's sake. The greatest of these is love. First Corinthians 13 says, and love drives away, casts out fear. So we have to be constantly reminded how loved we are by God. It's actually the love of God that makes us so bold. We don't have the love of man if we have the love of God. We can't serve two masters. The question throughout the day is what I'm thinking, feeling, choosing, or saying, or doing, loving. Or is there fear driving what I do? The Holy Spirit loves to do love. And thirdly, what does the Holy Spirit like to do? <laughs> Have fun, joy. It's attracted to fun. It loves to laugh and be glad and enjoy life like a bird flying through the air. It isn't worried about its body weight or how they're gonna pay the bills. It just flies. It dips and dives and swirls and spins. It's fun. Do you know it's like one of the number one dreams people have? They have a dream of themselves flying. Come on. So we need to keep joy before us. Going out looking for joy. Joy seeking. And some of us need to go to joy school. <laughs> Gotta, you gotta start again. You lost your joy. Study kids. Children are the most joyful. They're not hindered by the weight of this world. They have not had enough time for the arrows to land in their heart. Joy. This is why, friends, I encourage you, we say it a lot, we encourage you to push play on a Revwell TV or move movement with us. Dance with us, drum with us. <laughs> you gotta do something silly. You can't be happy and sad at the same time. You have to shift, shift. The Holy Spirit is with us in our sadness, but it wants to shift us back into joy. It's the joy of the Lord that is our strength. And in His presence is the fullness of joy. Where God is, the Holy Spirit is, and there is joy. So what can I be glad about in this moment? When I don't feel joy, figure out, find it, go on a joy hunt, <laughs> get in joy school. What can I be glad about in this moment? What can I have joy for? Raise your JQ, your joy quotient, guys. If more believers studied to raise their joy quotient, the world would be more attracted to God. Life is hard, but joy is strong. People know it 
when we walk into a room and we bring joy because you have spent time in the presence of joy and you have cultivated joy, people notice it. And I notice people. And I'm more up for a silly conversation. <laughs> I don't care. Y'all need to watch Buddy the Elf. Go watch, go watch Buddy the Elf and get, get to joy school. Find your joy. Find your joy. If we want the Holy Spirit to remain on us, meaning it's on the outer side of us, it is encompassing us, it is surrounding us, it is circling us, then we've got to host peace in us and look to bring peace out upon us. We have to have love in us and look to move out love into the world. We have to have joy in us <laughs> and go out into the world with a gladness of heart. We are not the perishing people. We have eternal life. What can death do to me? Take your best shot. Joy. Thank you, God. We love you. We prepare this room for you, God. The room in us and that we host you to go out among us. Clothe us in the Holy Spirit, God. Cover us. Holy Spirit, remain on us like a dove. Remain, remain, remain. For those whom the Holy Spirit remains, we can bring it to others. In Jesus' name, amen.